don't promise me nothing I don't want hope One more disaster I just couldn't cope I know you're romantic I used to be too Don't try to cheer me I'm dreaming I'm never been a honey and Fields that glistened with grass like silk There was never a time The love so pure that the heart and the mind Prophecy failed Or I was wrong All along That ship has sailed And the wind is strong The believers deserted And the dreamers have drowned Don't try to cheer me I'm Folks, you have been listening to a song that I was kind of digging. I'm at the age where I will be very honest about people's music. And uh, the honest uh, truth about this song is I should shut up and you should listen to it. It is so good. All right, folks, it's uh, time for our final segment on the Drew Marshall Show. Thanks for tuning in. We're streaming live at drewmarshall.ca, and we're live right here on Joy 1250 in Southern Ontario, covering a population of 6 million, apparently, which is quite nice. This segment we've called Live on the Drew Marshall Show, devoted solely to the art of music, because, uh, to be honest, in my life, music has penetrated my soul more than preachers. And uh, this week's recording artist has been the lady you have just been listening to, and her name is Orit Shimoni, and her website is O-R-I-T-S-H-I-M-O-N-I. And if you have no idea or don't have time to write that down, go to drewmarshall.ca and click on this week's show, and you'll see the information right there. I'm in love with words. They can contain love, and they can change people. They can shape our understanding, and they can be our weapon 
or our guard. They grant us with humor and uh, self-reflection. Words are what give breath meaning. And uh, they are one of the only things that uh, uh, that we have that will survive past our, uh, listen to these big words here, uh, corporeal demise. Wow, these are fancy. Like, it almost sounds like this young lady went to... Uh, Went to, went to school or something like that. <laughs> How did you get here? By the way, did you walk from the station? No. You got a cab. Good girl. Because I, I heard it was bucketing. It was bucketing. Good for you. Yeah, it was a bit of a deluge. But, and there were cabs just out there, right? Yes, there were. Okay, yes. good. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, just wanted to make sure. Um, you went to theological seminary? No, you went to... What Did you did you study God stuff? Um, sure I did. We all study God stuff all the time. Um, Come on. <laughs> I'm only half sarcastic when I say things like that. Uh, well, it was the Theological Studies Department at Concordia University, which used to be a seminary school exclusively, and then it became an academic program, and it was a very interesting combination of uh, an academic department trying to be very open and having roots in a slightly more closed system. So, yeah, it was, yeah I was the only non-christian there what was that like interesting did you did you get judged or did you feel judgy uh neither really yeah oh i I, there were a few moments where i felt a bit judgy looking at those crazy christians well looking at uh well should we get how political can we get i do whatever you need to yeah um the conservative whack jobs yeah the the more (laughs) kind of um evangelical were obviously my point of you know that that's sort of what I was there to to talk about. Right. It was, it, but it was, they were. It was a beautiful department, incredibly beautiful department, very open. Are you Jewish? By culture, yeah, not by religion. So what do we call that? Secular Jew. Yeah. So Jewish. Yeah, that's what the ish is there for, right? <laughs> I don't know. Um, your parents? Do they? Uh, what are they? Super secular. Super secular. Yeah. So you are less. Secular than your parents? Yes, and less secular than my grandparents. Really? Yeah. Why do you think you went that route? Uh, because, well, you know, and it's it's tricky with Judaism because if you are religious, that means you're observant, and I'm not. No. So I'm more spiritual or, uh, you know, entertain the use of the word God in my language mm-hmm. um, where it's kind of a dirty word. In, where in, I in your from. family, yeah, isn't that sure. interesting? Well, but you have to remember too. There's there's two reasons for that. One is that my grandparents' generation is the generation of the Holocaust, mm-hmm. and that either brought you closer to God or really, really, really far sure. away from it. And so there was a massive rejection, which is totally understandable psychologically. Yeah, yeah. And then the other thing you have to realize is that in Israel, religious and secular is very political. Oh yeah, that's right. And so coming from Israel, the religious tend to be it's not only but tend to be very right wing and very you know like the land is ours kind of people and so there's a huge um disgust with that take and so if it's there's there's a lot more weight to it than just a a faith orientation um i find you intriguing because you're you're you play against you're you know you're in a walking anomaly right you've have you <laughs> been described that before i am a walking anomaly you, you except for when i take cabs when it's pouring then you're not a walking then you're driving anomaly yes. um the music thing is, is something you grew up with family you guys sat around and sang yantel songs or what 
See, this is what I'm fighting against. Is right? I know. Like that's that. why, you know, that's the stuff. I, so I, I have so many friends that are Jewish, and they're all sort of L.A. based, right? And um, and I'm trying to have meetings on Wednesday uh, next week, but Wednesday next week is Yom Kippur. Right. And nobody's working except those that are Jewish but want to work to make you know, to kind of keep, you know what I mean? It's confusing. The rules are confusing. The holidays are confusing for outsiders. They're uh, confusing the, for insiders. They are? Yeah. Well, there's, just, I mean, there's there's a billion different manifestations of practice. Yeah. So you really have to individually ask people how they do it and why they do it. Yeah. Because there isn't, there isn't one monolithic thing going on. So as ignorant outsiders, which yes. I am, um... You know, we we are shaped whether we like it or not by what we are uh, revealed mostly by television, Hollywood, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Right? Yeah. Unless we're going to take the time to read, take the time to read, which a lot of people. Don't my read. advice, right? <laughs> That's an idea. And talk to people. No, yeah, don't do that. Yes. that could get awkward. It's terrifying how limited people's scope is on yeah. on various things. Yeah, we're spoon fed a lot of crap. Yeah, um, and it's it's good to realize that and talk to people. So the, and sorry to continue that. The only other uh, Jewish folks that I know that I hang out with are from New York, and every single person I know who come from a Jewish background in New York, they all have like they have sto- so many stories of sitting around with their family, singing and 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 kibitzing and hanging out and just. If you have any religious background whatsoever, music is a part of it. Uh, right. We have a lot of music. Uh, and not not in any kind of religious capacity. We, but but we were just a, you know, a family that liked. I mean, there's nobody in my family who's who's got any performance gene whatsoever. Really, like, I'm anomalous in that way completely. It's really we, we we none of us know why I came out the way I came out. My family is is quite shy and soft spoken and and you know nice good people, but they're not they're not out there going look at me. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. Uh, just just um. You know, singing in the car kind of family, Peter, Paul, and Mary kind of, <laughs> you know, like. That's an interesting name drop, isn't it, Tim? Yeah. Are you a Peter, Paul, and Mary fan? Oh, uh, we just had Paul on the show. Really? Yeah. A couple, wow. couple of months ago. That's exciting. Yeah, Paul. Yeah, I mean, it's not like super cool to admit that that you grew up listening to Peter, Paul, and Mary. So it, it so it's is so cool at the same time. Yeah, that's it is. where I learned harmonies from. Like that's so they're they're precious. They are neat people, and they do a they the husband and wife team. Noel Paul Stuckey and his wife, who's a, um, a minister of some sort, they go around and they do these kind of beautiful, um, like seminary worship singing, um, really transparent, really authentic spiritual things. You know. So here's the here's the funny thing is my grandfather uh, on my father's side was was like supremely secular, <laughs> but loved. Christian liturgical music. He just loved the music, right? And so he went to, to church music shows all the time. Really? Yeah. And then uh, and then my father uh, taught me. He taught me. He literally taught me in the car how to sing harmony to You Are My Sunshine. And then as soon as I had a cassette recorder for the first time, I recorded myself singing it so that I could practice singing harmony to it. Right? Like that. I did not um, start using religious language until I was in my 20s and could not explain the creative songwriting process in any other way. So, that, like, I mean, my, my route to using 
you know, inspirate like words like inspiration and calling and and all that stuff. That that came way later, and it did not come from my upbringing. It just came from it where it came from. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. I just realized we've talked too much, and you've got a guitar in your hand, oddly enough. (laughs) This is a small guitar. So is this uh, called a uh, mini guitar? No, what's it called? I call it a mini guitar. (laughs) It's definitely not what it's called. I think it's called a parlor guitar. Beautiful. Oh, that sounds so good. It's pretty good for them. Why did you bring that guitar? Um, So up until about a month and a half ago, I had a different guitar that was normal-sized, and then I injured my feet. And I injured my feet to the point where I was told that I've probably injured my feet from years of carrying too much, um, which is hilarious because... Because you're moving all the time. Because not only am I for sure carrying too much, like people have been warning me for years, like you realize the backpack, suitcase, and guitar, and CDs might be a little much. Yeah, it might be. Uh, but also because I've been told my whole life that I have to stop carrying the weight of the world on my shoulders. You do? Okay, I want to ju- stop you right there. Yeah. That's my initial impression of you. Yeah. You have a heaviness about you. <laughs> I am super heavy, yeah. Why? But also so very light, <laughs> right? Yeah? My name means little light. So I, uh, why? I don't know. I think I was born that way. So were you like the child in grade four who wore black all the time? Um, sort of, you know, like not quite. From the Adams family? No, because it wasn't that kind of darkness. It was more like, you people don't take it seriously enough, right? It was like, no, it's not just a movie. It's indicative of reality. You people aren't crying hard enough. Um, let's just call it really sensitive. I, I mean, for sure, for sure on the darker side of sensitive. I grew up in a place and, and. To a, someone said it very wisely to me one time in Amsterdam. I met this guy, and he's like, oh, you're Jewish. And I was like, yep. <laughs> Never know where that's going to go when someone asks me that. Mm. Um, and he said, wow, that's a really heavy history to be born into. Sure. And I thought that was a very well-articulated sentence, because it is. Uh, I grew up on and off in Jerusalem. So it's just a, a, so in high school in Calgary, when people were teasing me for being a hippie and saying, well, that's generation is over. It's not, the, the war is over. I was like, no, it's not. Hmm. It's not even close. And look at things now. So yeah, a little heavy. Well, I, yeah, if anybody has earned the right to be heavy, it's anybody with your heritage. And having walked out of uh, the Holocaust Memorial a few years ago, I spent a month there filming a television show. Mm-hmm. And, and when I walked out of the children's and I hate to use this word, but exhibit yeah. the children's memorial. Uh, I lost it, yeah. I, and I wasn't. It was not a good day. Yeah, no, it wasn't a not good, a good life. day. Yeah. Um, man, how do we segue from that into now, a song? That, well, like well, by playing this song, I guess. Uh, it's um, yeah. There's there's been a lot of people kind of like you should write happier songs and whatnot. Um, I, I think that celebrating the full spectrum of human emotion is okay. That's the way I look at it. Good. So set this song up for us. Um, or did we just? <laughs> probably we just. Uh, I'm going to. I want to play this one, but maybe I could play two back to back if that's okay. Please. Please. We deal yeah. with these issues adequately. Orit Shimoni live on the Drew Marshall Show. It's a video game 
And we watch it on TV and YouTube Like it's perfectly sane But it's always been broken And it's always been sad And they're curing cancer Faster than before Sorry, as we're applauding, I'm looking at you going, you probably don't even like applause. I don't care. See? <laughs> you see? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Michael Bennett and this young lady need to tour together. I, I, the, 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 the song and the theme of the song, I almost, David Wilcox. If oh, yeah, yeah. There was that vibe. Yeah. Too. Not Canadian, the American. Yeah. Do you know David Wilcox? You got, you know, I know everybody does this in the music world. Oh, you need to listen to it. Well, yeah. I do. I do. I'm happy to get uh, recommendations of things to listen to. Well, because he has the same poignant lyrics that have this, a similar punch mm-hmm. and there's like um, 
It's this desperational hope. That's a really wonderful phrase. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Desperational hope. Nice one. <laughs> Thank you. Hopefully that makes up for other, other stuff that I've said and, and hitting the wrong reverb button than the first time we've ever used that machine. Oh, Sorry okay. about that. I like the way that sounded, though. I was, are you okay with that? I think so, yeah. I don't know what it sounds like to you. but Sounds great to me. I, I get the, you know benefit or disadvantage of hearing it from my the inside of yeah. my actual head yeah. so i don't know it sounds great in there <laughs> <laughs> um you wanted to do back to back what's the next one yeah well yeah because i wanted to address um you know desperational hope is a really wonderful phrase uh that really kind of captures what we were talking mm. about and it's not i'm not a pessimist i write really dire really serious lyrics but i'm not a pessimist um so I wrote this one in response to a guy that came up to me at a show, put his hands on my shoulders, gave me a really patronizing look, and said, you should write happier songs. Oh. And, uh, and I thought, wow, how ignorant on so many levels. Uh, namely... What did you say? The, like, what was your response, though? I, you, did, I don't remember. You didn't say how ignorant on so many levels? No, and I'm not very confrontational in, in face-to-face encounters. Oh, um, that's why you need me. No, I, I think... Thanks, though. <laughs> <laughs> no, she, she confronted me on that. No, I'm okay, uh, Drew. I've, yeah, I've, uh, it's something that I've been working on is not being... Like, I'm usually so shocked and dumbfounded that it takes me... Like, I'm just... I just kind of freeze and... Did someone just say that? And then, and then you know, obviously come up with a brilliant thing to say after the fact. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm getting better at uh, if I'm actually offended by something, just saying it, but also don't want to always be getting into these conversations of why (laughs) I've just been offended. Um, It's a very, it's a a learning curve, this life, I tell you. Yeah, yeah. But this is uh, the song I wrote in response to this guy saying Excellent. this. Excellent. And so in my, it, this is like the ultimate comeback is just writing a song. So you're getting him back like Taylor Swift. <laughs> okay. Almost like Taylor Almost Swift. Just or not, not at all. Close no. Like Taylor Swift. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. But fair enough. Yeah. This isn't someone I've slept with. This is just someone who said okay. something stupid. Oh, okay. Oh, that's a good line. I love it. Again, live on the Drew Marshall Show, Arit Shimoni. Mm, this is called Happy Song. of planes and shrapnel blowing on the breeze Meanwhile the fields are poisoned so it's either shortage or disease And the water's no good either The folks are ill at ease And if the storming seas and falling trees and heat wave doesn't get you Aliens are coming soon They're not coming to protect you Madmen are in power Though the revolution has begun There's asbestos in the chambers Where the work's all getting done No advice is pouring in on what we are supposed to do the 
price is much too high to get it all and get it new. Well, death is dancing on our shoulders and it's pulling on our toes. When and where it comes to get you, you can never know. If the radiation doesn't get you, it might be the rake somebody left out in the yard. You want to talk fear and danger, you don't have to look too hard. Doesn't leave you much of anything but thoughts of dread and doubt. But I say, if all you've got's one hour, make every golden second count. Well done again. Arich Mona on the Drew Marshall Show. Um, you know, I remember going and watching uh, Leo Kotke play, who's a brilliant guitarist, 12-string virtuoso slide guy. Um, and the, the stuff he talked about in between songs was so intriguing to me that it was, it was weird that I wanted him to talk more and play less when he's known for playing, right? And I kind of have a similar vibe with you. Hey, I'm happy to talk. Yeah? Yeah. But I want you to play, too. Uh, Orit Shimoni, our first recording artist of the year, and I told her that I was thrilled for her to be the first one of the year because of I knew the conversation was going to be great as well, but I am a fan of her music, her voice, and her simplistic yet yet sort of convoluted style, which you really are this. There's Anomaly is written all over you. <laughs> um, when was the last time you were wowed by someone's song? Uh, last night. Really? Yeah. What happened last night? I put on a record that someone gave me, and I thought, hmm, amazing. <laughs> it happens. I, it's, it's a fair enough question, because there's a lot of stuff out there that I find like painfully mediocre. Mm -hmm. But there's good stuff being done all the time. You just have to find it, or let it find you. Why do you move around? Oh, so many reasons. Uh, pragmatics, first of all, uh, of trying to, and I use the term make a living very loosely, but being a full-time original musician, you do not really make enough money to live normally. Uh, so rather than try to, you know, I did, I did the day job plus music for many, many years. And when it was time to just do this full-time, it meant giving up basically every creature comfort hmm. um, totally worth it it allows me to tour um, and get my music out there to as many people as possible in a very kind of direct first hand way mm -hmm. so um, and now I have communities of friends all over the place that I would hate to give up seeing so it kind of keeps it going I also don't know where I would live at this point because I, I wouldn't be able to decide on a city because you've just been everywhere. I've been everywhere. Well, yeah. I mean, not quite everywhere, but uh, decision-making has never really been one of my fortes. So I'm, I'm really feeling like I will do this until I know where to go next. Do you pray? Uh, probably not in the same way you do. Uh, you don't know. I don't know. You don't know me. I don't know you. I don't know anybody. Um, when I was a kid, I used to pray to a star. Because it was... Brad Pitt? No, not that kind of star. Okay. An actual star. Like a when you wish upon a star kind of thing. I used to talk to the star. Um, 
Yeah, not uh, yeah. I I I have dialogue. <laughs> yeah, I, I have know. dialogue. <laughs> Maybe it's more monologue. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. yeah, no, I have um I think it's one of the hardest things to do. And I read a study recently that suggested uh the more uh you use your imagination, mm-hmm. the m- the more you're apt to be a prayer. Because there's a correlation between imagination and prayer. Do you I, see that I, or not? Well, I, don't, I think we have to define what we mean by prayer. I don't really sit and ask for stuff. No. Nope. You know, so no. I don't know what, what prayer means. So am I, um, do I reflect with gratitude on things? Yeah, if, that, if you can call that prayer, that that's something too. I just like kind of going, hmm, yeah, you're lucky. You're lucky. You're lucky. Thank you for, thank you for everything. Right. Oh, great grantor of things. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, great I don't I don't have um yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know if I pray. Well, I I I, I reflect a lot. Yeah. Okay. I yeah. I struggle for I've always struggled. I mean, I'm just so ADD first of all that right. you know, sitting down and meditating or praying or yeah. silent retreats kill me. I can't imagine. Right? <laughs> anyway. I can't imagine you or me in a silent retreat. I'm a bit of a chatter too, but hmm. um yeah, I don't, I don't, I wasn't raised to officially pray. Would you please do me a favor? Yes. Could you just sing another song? Sure. Uh, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? I don't know. I'm thinking about a prayer song, prayer related. I like, I like conversational segues. Yeah? Um, do you want me to give you a better segue? So, peanut butter. Do you like it? Love it. Do you have a song about peanut butter? Not yet. History does not repeat It's never even stopped We just keep picking up Where someone else has dropped it Yet If this is all we get Then what are we to do? Treat each other kindly Though we haven't got a clue I'm full of memories They're spilling over the brim And they make loss of time Seem so awful grim But here I am right now Making one anew And it just so happens That I'm here right now with you And thus We must not fuss Cause what are we to do 
each other gently Though we haven't got a clue needs we have reached for with our golden gloves it's not that i'm accusing you because clearly i am guilty too but if we've got this chance i'd rather go for romance words are spoken all the time they're all we've really got Though there are galaxies between what we said and what we thought And though you say nice things to me, they're only borrowed lines From every other person in every other time And so What are we to do but speak with candid honesty, though we haven't got a clue, we haven't got a clue. Okay, so that song mm-hmm. just turned me into a fan, you jerk. <laughs> Could be worse. Ah, man, I... Um, I thought you were already a fan. Well, but I mean, now I'm a creepy fan because... <laughs> <laughs> Great. I need more creepy fans yeah. in my life. I need more creepy fans in Said my... no female musician ever. <laughs> I, I need to apologize for a couple things. Number one, uh, we've... We're at the end of the show and we've run out of time. And but, but I'm not I'm not that apologetic because the the reason we went over with the interview before oh, it was well worth it was yeah right yeah I was I was listening to every word of that man yeah but I'm so so thankful for whatever happened in your life to make you uh, write this stuff down and for you to decide that you wanted to bleed out uh, this stuff. Thanks. You're welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Harit Shimoni, O-R-I-T-S-H-I-M-O-N-I, a marketing and branding nightmare 
or reach a moment. On so many levels, my friend, on so many levels. <laughs> There's a reason I live out of a suitcase <laughs> and, and I'm not sleeping in fancy hotels and flying from gig yeah, to gig. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm not one of those like easy to market. <laughs> no, you're not. Whatever. It's not about the money. No, no. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, listen, folks, that is the end of our show. Remember uh, Tiny Town Time used to finish that? This is the end of our show. I want to thank you for tuning in today. It's been a blast. And uh, we'll be back next week. Um, off to L.A. this week to do some butt kissing. And uh, we'll see how that goes. I would welcome you to come back, yeah, at uh, 1 o'clock here on The Drew Marshall Show. Mm-hmm.